Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. Good to see your faces here today. Amen. How many are glad to be in the house of the Lord today? This is the day the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. And I'm glad to see your faces. Um, just a quick reminder, next week is Mother's Day and all our mothers are so happy um, and blessed and you will be blessed next week if you can be here next week. That's all I'm going to say. You will be blessed. So uh, come on out, invite a friend if you, if you have friends, and I'm sure you all do. So bring a friend, amen. Well, we're going to get going with the rest of our service, and today I have a message for you. Um, it's called Steadfast Under Pressure. Say that with me, Steadfast Under Pressure. How many know that there will be pressure, trials in your life? Have you ever felt that you're like a volcano, you're just ready to erupt? Because of all that pressure? I mean, that could be good or bad, but we tend to think of the bad things, that we're just ready to just erupt and go off on somebody sometimes. But the Lord has a plan for you. Amen? He, he wants you to be, uh, this one word that I'm going to bring up here in, in my sermon today is a word called consistency. Say that word with me, consistency. It's a word that's so important, and we're going to get into that, but Here's what I know, that the lens that we view our life is based upon our childhood experiences, our current life, life's experiences, good or bad, on a daily basis. How many would agree with me on that? The lens of life that you see it. See, nobody else sees life exactly the way you do because you have unique experiences that only you've gone through. Amen? And all of us have had those unique experiences that help shape us and mold us into the person we are today, good and bad. Growing up, I was fortunate, fortunate enough to have consistency modeled in my home, and, and my siblings and I are grateful for that. And what I mean by that is, is my dad and my mom went to work every morning. My dad especially went to work every day at the same time, had the same breakfast every morning, I still remember. Listened to the same radio program every morning. Went to work, came home at the same time every day. Gave, brought in his lunch pail, kicked off his boots as he told my brother and I, go get my slippers or something like that at some point. But there was consistency modeled to us every single day of our life. How many know that's a good thing? Consistency is good. And, and we saw that for many years, not only in their, their, all of their daily habits that were modeled to us. And I believe that's one reason why my siblings and I have turned into productive members of society, because that goes a long ways, amen? Again, consistency, it's important, it's vital. If you're a parent here today, even a grandparent, your kids and grandkids are looking at you. They see you, and they want to see consistency. There's nothing worse than saying one thing and doing another to your kids or your grandkids. There's nothing worse than, than saying you can do this to them and then telling somebody else you can do something different because that just ruins their mind. It's, there's something about consistency, being steadfast, 
You see, in the same way, our view of the scriptures will have the greatest impact on the way we see God and the way we live our lives for God. When, when you read the scriptures, you see consistency in the scriptures. And the reading and the studying of the scriptures is vital to your intimate relationship with God. I'll just tell you straight up, if you don't read the word of God, you'll never have an intimate relationship with the Lord. You can pray all you want, but the Word of God is His last will and testament. He's given you His words to speak into your life on a daily basis. And if you don't read the Word of God, you'll never have that intimate relationship with Him. Now, the question for us at this point would be, why should we view the Scriptures as significant in our daily lives. Why? Why should I have to read or should I need to read the scriptures? Well, the simple answer is because it leads to a consistent spiritual walk. A consistent spiritual walk. Say that with me. A consistent spiritual walk. Are you picking up a theme yet? Amen. So what impact will they have on my life? Well, you'll receive the blessings of the Father. As my Youngest daughter, Raquel, has pointed out many times, when you're with the Father, you get the Father's blessings in your life. Again, today's message is titled Steadfast Under Pressure. Thank you for being with us today. Welcome, uh, Facebook family that's watching us live. I would invite you to turn to Romans chapter 15 for our sermon text today. Romans chapter 15, and I'm going to be reading verses 4 through 7. And out of the NIV, it says it this way, Romans chapter 15, starting in verse 4. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring, to bring praise to God. Amen. Let, let's pray one more time. Father, we ask now, Lord, for your anointing. Help us to open our hearts, open our minds and our, and our ears to the words from, that are spoken here today. We pray for anointing and understanding and wisdom today. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How, how many would agree with me today that going to Ikea, how many love to shop at Ikea, right? You go in there, you can't get out for at least two hours because you can't find the exit. But when you go there and say you buy a piece of furniture and you have to assemble it together, the worst thing is that you end up with a thousand pieces, right? How many have been there, tried to assemble a piece of furniture from Ikea? We've done that. But thankfully, they give you a manual, a set of instructions. Amen? We would be lost without a manual. Amen? Uh, I learned that real early on in life. In high school, I had a manual. In fact, he was my best friend, Manuel Ochoa. But seriously, we each of us have been left instructions 
in this world. You see, this, this Bible that we all hold, this is taught in Sunday school, in, in kids' church. It's the B-I-B-L-E. You know what that stands for? Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. That's what it stands for. You and I have been given instructions to live in this present age, in this world that we live in, from God himself. He's instructed and given us instructions to teach us how to live. Amen? Verse 4, if we can leave that sermon text up there. Verse 4 said, everything that was written was written to teach us. To teach us. How many know you're never too old to learn a new trick, right? None of us are too, you, you won't have gotten to an age and say, I've learned it all. No, the minute you say that, you, you just learned that you were foolish when you said that. None of us have ever reached it, the mountaintop. None of us have ever and will ever learn everything there is to learn. Every day should be a lesson in life, amen? Every day we learn things about ourselves, about things we should do, things we shouldn't do. Amen. And, and the reason we need instruction is our, in our life, and let me just throw this out there. How about a divorce rate over 50%? Even for believers in the house of God, it's still over 50%. That's why we need instruction. We need instruction because the drug addiction that is out there is rampant. Meth use is off the charts in our communities. It's not the simple little drugs that used to affect us years ago, but it's now heavy-duty usage of drugs. And the, the sad thing is, if, it's, if we're left to our own ways without God, without His instruction, we'll be sure to make a mess of it. We will be sure to mess it up big time. We can destroy relationships with each other without the Word of God because we won't forgive others. You know, the Bible tells us, and I, I teach on this a lot, is forgiveness. Forgiveness is huge. And, and the problem is that if we're not taught how to forgive, we'll never know how to give forgiveness or how to receive it. Marriages give up because they don't know how to love or even receive love. This is why we need to view the scriptures as significant in our life. We need them to teach us how to live a godly life. Amen? They provide us direction and they provide us consistency to live in this present world. And I want to take you through a few points here today. The first one would be the scriptures set us on the right path. The scriptures set us on the right path. You know, years ago, when you'd go anywhere, make a trip in your car, you had to take this big piece of paper called a map, and you had to follow the right, the right path. Some of you younger people here under 30, under 40, probably don't even recall those days, but if you took a trip, say you went from here to Texas, say you went from here to maybe Southern California, you'd take a map to figure out your, your, your path. And there was nothing worse than going down the wrong path. How many have been there, right? We've all taken the wrong path when it comes to driving. And it, and it sets you back. You lose an hour, two hours, maybe even more, maybe spend a whole day going down the wrong way, and you realize, oh, 
I need to be going on this road. And, and you get straight. And the scriptures do that exact same thing to you and I for our spiritual walk. They set us on the right path. We tend to think, well, Lord, I, I think I need to be going in this direction. And the Lord says, no, 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 no. You need to be going in this direction. Amen? It happened in my life right there. The Lord said, no, 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 I don't want you going that way. There's nothing good for you down in that direction. I want you heading in this direction. And thank God he put me on the right direction. Thank God he put my feet on the rock to stay. Amen? Just like he did for you. Amen? So when you read the scriptures, the scriptures, the word of God will speak to your soul. It's alive. It will guide you and direct your path. Amen? It's not like reading a novel or a book. I believe that when we read the scriptures, though, this is the problem that happens. We can mistakenly think that they were written for somebody else. Oh, that, that's not for me. That, that, that was back then, and maybe it was meant for Job. It was meant for David. It was meant for, and you, you name the person. Or maybe you might be reading something today and say, oh, I'm not going through that. It's not for me. Let me tell you here today, when you read the Word of God, it's divinely inspired and meant for you. Amen? Amen. There's a devotional that I read every now and then. I love to read devotionals. And this one's called Jesus Calling. How many have heard the, word, the devotional called Jesus Calling? And it's written by an author named Sarah Young. And the devotional's written in a way that when you read it, it's, the, it's designed so that when you read it, it's like God speaking directly to you. So the words that you read are like God is speaking directly to you as the reader. And it's pretty cool in that way. It's, it's a different way of reading a devotional. And see, I believe that when you and I read the Word of God, that's exactly what it's meant to do, what it's meant to convey. It's meant to speak directly to you. It's not for somebody else. It's directly for you. Amen? The reading of God's Word is not by accident. Again, the Word is divinely inspired. It's true. It's alive. It's powerful. The Word of God breathes, and its heartbeat is felt as you read it, as you consume it. Hopefully you read it. I mean, if you can get into a habit of reading it first thing in the morning to set the tone for the rest of your day, it's great if you read it at night when you go to bed, but your day's already gone. And if you can set, uh, uh, be consistent and read it first thing in the morning, it sets the tone for the rest of your day. It helps you to manage when you have to go shopping at Walmart. Amen? It helps you give you that extra grace of God that you need to walk into that store. Yes. Let me read a couple of scriptures to you to remind you of the power of God's word. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 14. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you have learned it. Continue in what you have learned. This book here, this Bible, this, these 66 books, 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament, are a teaching that will guide your life every single day of your life. It'll help you in your marriage. It'll help you in, at the workplace. It'll remind you to bite your tongue. 
It'll remind you to turn the other cheek sometimes. It'll teach you how to forgive. Amen? The second scripture I would read to you, want to hear, uh, read to you today is 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. This is a reminder of the truth of God's word. And it's declared here, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, and correcting, and training in righteousness. The wonderful beauty of God's word is not only does it teach us, but I believe, just as importantly, it corrects us, it rebukes us, it calls us out. It tells us right there, hey, buddy, you're not in the right place. You're not where you need to be. And the word of God can bring conviction to us. Amen? It, it, it shouldn't have to be a pastor or a preacher telling you where you're failing, what you're doing wrong. It should be straight from the presence of God speaking directly to your soul. Amen? That's what conviction is. And that's what the word of God does. It brings rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. It teaches us how to live righteously and soberly in this present world, the Bible says. You see, the Father in heaven loves you so much that he cares about every detail in your life. He cares about your, your finances, and he'll take care of you. He cares about you physically, and he'll take care of you. He cares about you when you're going on that airplane trip, and you're nervous about it, and he's going to be there every step of the way with you. Amen? He cares about every detail of your life. Second thing I would tell you today is the scriptures teach us endurance and encouragement. Say those two words with me. Endurance and encouragement. How many need encouragement? I think we all do sometimes, especially tomorrow, Monday, most of you going back to work. You need encouragement just to get back out there. Amen? You need encouragement. You know, the great stories of people like Job and King David, uh, Moses, the, Elijah, the great prophets of old in the Old Testament, maybe it's Peter and, and Paul in the New Testament, we, we, we were taught how to endure and persevere when we, when we read these stories of these great people. Let me just give you the definition of perseverance, to persevere. It's the continued effort and ability to stay the course amidst difficulty, danger, distraction, discouragement, and opposition. Okay, hopefully I just didn't describe your marriage, but, you know, it's the continued effort. Let me read this again. Ability to stay the course amidst difficulty, danger, distraction, discouragement, and opposition. Maybe you're here today and you're discouraged about something in your life. Maybe you need to be reminded that the Word of God will help you endure, help you to be encouraged about what you're going through. But you got to stick to the Word of God. you got to read it to receive that. It's not going to just land upon you at home. It's not just going to fall on you. you got to read the Word that God left for you to tell you, that you are his beloved child. You are his beloved son, his beloved daughter. You are a child of the king. You are created and, and, and you're wonderful. He, God loves you so much. Amen? The scriptures are filled with 
with encouraging words such as those. The scriptures declare that God himself will fill you with endurance and encouragement. That alone is a blessing. That alone is a blessing just to be encouraged, just to be reminded that you are special, that God views you as somebody special. Let me read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting in verse 14. If you can turn there in, in your Bibles. Verse 14 says, The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness, and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. Let me just stop there. Have you ever wondered why when you speak to someone that is not a believer, they don't get it? Have you ever wondered why they can't comprehend that there's an almighty God that created the heavens and the earth, and they don't understand, they don't believe? The Scripture here tells us why. Because without the, the Spirit of God... They cannot accept the, the things of God. They can't accept them. They consider them foolishness because they have not the Spirit of God. Verse 15 goes on to say, The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. That is what I wanted to convey to you there. You see, when you and I receive the word of God, when we read the scriptures daily, when we pray to the God who, who left us these scriptures, we can in turn receive and have the mind of Christ. We now begin to see things the way God sees them. And that's my prayer for me. That's my prayer for all of you that you would always see the things of God in your life. You see, we all have ambitions, we all have desires, and there's nothing wrong with that. We should be ambitious to, to accomplish things, to see things, to go places, and, and all those wonderful things. But don't leave God out of it. God wants to be a big part of that. God goes with you on that plane trip, on that trip back east, wherever you may be going. God goes with you, amen? Receiving the Word of God through the reading of the Scriptures will help you and I to have the mind of Christ. And that is the most beautiful thing you and I can have, is to have the mind of Christ, to think on the things of God. Amen? And let me take you to the last point I, I want to touch on here. Number three, the Scriptures transform us. Say transformation. Who's been transformed here in this, in this place today? All of us have. If you call yourself a believer, you have been transformed. Doesn't make you perfect. None of us are perfect. We all fall short of the glory of God. The Bible says that. I fall short. But it does say that we have been transformed. We have been renewed in our minds and in our spirits. Amen? And every day as I put my trust in Him, I will follow Him. Amen? Because He has transformed me. Do you know that you are all diamonds in the rough? God considers you a diamond. Is it true that diamonds are a girl's best friend? That's what they say. 
And I see all the ladies here smiling. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. It's true. And all the guys are going, ouch, ouch. But a diamond is nothing more than a clump of carbon. Do you realize? It's just a clump of carbon that's, that's refused to give in to pressure. We can learn so much about studying diamonds. And I want to just share with you for a couple moments about diamonds. Diamonds are one of the hardest known natural elements. But what makes the diamond so strong is also what makes it so amazing. Intense heat and pressure cause carbon to crystallize over the course of thousands and thousands of years in the ground, in the, in the, in the dirt. Formed deep within the earth's mantle, diamonds are brought to the earth's surface during violent pressure and change. Are you, are you following me? I'm leading, I'm going somewhere with this. As with diamonds, so it is with you and I. Life's trials, pressures, bring our true worth, our value to the surface. You know what's really deep down always comes to the surface. Amen? I need a witness on that one because it comes out. Just ask your family members. They'll tell you. It comes out. And you see the incredible pressure we face during hardships and fiery trials cause the hidden treasure to surface in our lives. And none of that is possible unless you read the Word of God. You're all diamonds in the rough. God is, is putting you through trials. Some of you have some tough trials going on, but what He's doing is He's shining you up. You know, when you go into that jewelry store and you look at that counter and all that diamond just glaring, blinging back at you, it didn't just happen overnight. There was a process. There were some trials. There was some heat. There was some pressure going on to get it to that point. How many are going through something right now? God's got you, amen? God has got you. He's shining you up right now. He's polishing you up. He's got you in the palm of his hand right now. He's not going to let you go. He's not going to let you go anywhere. I'm sure all of us have experienced this process of fiery trials. But this is where, if we're not careful, we begin to ask, Lord, how could a God that says he loves me allow this to happen? I've been faithful to you. I go to church. I tithe. I'm there every time the church doors are open. And yet, this happened to me. That happened to me. This has happened over and over in my life. The Lord is shining you. He's helping you to glow like never before. You see, he wants your light to shine. He wants the light in you to shine brilliantly. Amen? You see, the more the diamond and we are tested, tried, cut, and polished, the more light we are able to reflect. When the trial happens, don't complain. Say, thank you, Lord, because my light is going to shine even more. Thank you, Lord, because my light is going to shine anymore. I'm just going to use two examples here. I didn't ask them, but Mother Betty, you are an example to our church. You've gone through heartache, 
heartache, losing loved ones in your life, and yet the light of Christ still shines through in her life. Give her a big hand. Amen. Irene lost, again, one of our precious brothers in this church, but the light of Christ still shines in her life. Amen? Amen. God takes you through these times, through these trials, and during those times, it's hard to understand, Lord, why? We, we can question it. Why? But the Lord's not done with you. He's not done with you. He's shining you up, and your light is shining to hundreds of people, to thousands of people. You may not even know. You may not ever meet, but your light shines before them. Amen? Let me, let me wrap this up about diamonds, but the word diamond comes from the Greek word adamas, which translated means unconquerable, unalterable, unbreakable, untamable. How many want to be that person? Oh boy, Lord help us, help us to be a diamond. Adam, the first man, was like a diamond. He was pulled from the earth. When we say an, an individual is adamant, you've heard the term adamant. He's so adamant, she's adamant. What we're saying is they're tough, they're resolute, they're determined, they're firm, they're steadfast, they're consistent. See, when life cuts you the deepest and problems strike the hardest, that's precisely when our master, when our heavenly father is chiseling away. He's putting the pressure on. He's putting the heat on because he's shining you up so that you will shine like a diamond. Amen? Like a diamond. Amen. Which you are. And his light and his image is going to shine through you even more, all the more than before. Whatever pressure you're experiencing today will transform you for the better if you allow it. You see, we can, we can stop that pressure by giving into it, by giving up. Many people give up on life and they quit. Many people choose to take an easy path and they quit. But God, remember this, God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. In your weakness. The scripture declares, when I am weak, he is what? He is strong. He is your strength. Amen. Remember, transformation is a process. If I can have Bianca come up as we close today. Transformation is a process. Consistency is a process. Again, I saw my dad for over 25 years get up. Come back to the house every day. He wasn't carousing anywhere. He, was, he came home to be with his family every single day. Ate his two eggs, had his cup of coffee every morning. Went to work, came home every day. Didn't miss any days. Worked hard every day. Consistency, amen? Consistency. Those who suffer the greatest pressures, the most agonizing, Agonizing trials in life are being fashioned to shine as the diamonds they truly are. Don't forget that, church. If you're going through something that's really tough right now, God is shining you up so that your light will shine to all men. All men. 
to recap today, the lesson today is if you remain steadfast under pressure, your trials won't define you. They'll refine you. They'll make you shine as brilliant as a diamond on your finger. But consistency, consistency is that key to living as true worshipers of God. Consistency in reading His Word daily. Consistency in lifting up needs around you. Praying for others. Being loving. Showing compassion. Consistency is the key. But Pastor Rick, they don't deserve it. I know. I know a lot of people don't deserve it. But God's called you to love on that person. God's called you to be compassionate to that person. Amen? The final, well, let me take you back to our sermon text. If we can put that back up, verse 6. Verse 6 says this, So that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our, Jesus, of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that with one mind and one voice, you may glorify the Father, God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, again, you and I were called to be worshipers of God. You were created to be a worshiper of God. That is your number one purpose, why God put you on this earth. And as you read the scriptures, as you remain consistent, steadfast in that process, we can come together like we have today one mind and one accord, the Bible says, and glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Stand with me today as we close. If you, if you are able to stand today. Thank you, Father. We love you, Father. We thank you for this day. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.